Okay, good morning, everybody. So just following up, we, we left last night with a question. We say, Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the parashah, is Ba'er Hanan, Ba'er Hanan, Gematria 515. We also say Tefillah, Gematria is 515. And the question is, if Hashem was going to tell Moshe, Ravla, you have enough, don't ask for more, why did Hashem not tell him after the first time he prayed? Why did Hashem have Moshe pray 515 times and only before the 516th, which would break through, does he tell him to stop? Did he think that Moshe is only going to pray a few hundred times, it's not going to work, he's going to... Why would he be pushing him so far to keep praying when he's going to tell him no anyway? Why wouldn't he tell him no in the beginning? The, the other question was that it's very strange when we go into the, the three weeks, we have this progression of mourning. We start with the three weeks where we don't say Shekhiyana, we don't do, no, don't have music, then we go into the nine days with no meat, then we go Shavuot Shechalbo, where we, we don't shave, we don't take a haircut, etc., etc. And then we come into Tisha the, the era of Tisha B'Av, we sit on the floor for the Seudah Mavseket, then we have Tisha B'Av itself. And because we say that, the Gemara says that they went into the, to the Bet HaMikdash on the 7th, they partied the 7th and 8th, they started to burn it the afternoon of the 9th, and it burned all day of the 10th. Also on the 10th, we carry over some of the morning. But all of a sudden, at the end of the 10th, we have Shabbos Nachamu, and everybody get together, jump and dance and sing. So literally, we can go from one minute in morning and one minute. Why isn't there progression on the other end? Why don't we slowly come back from, uh, from the morning, you know, come back? Okay, so we have a little less, a little less. The same way when a person, chas v'shalom, they're sitting. You have the week, and then you have the, the month, and yeah, everything goes in a progression. Why does we go so quickly from the height of our morning, all of a sudden, to complete joy? So... The Shulchan Aruch tells us that we have to always say the Perashah Ba'et Hanan. It says in, uh, in Or Chaim, in 428, the last, if you look in the books, it's the last part of Rosh Hashanah. It says that we always have to, we always have, to have Parashat Ba'et Hanan after Tisha B'Av. And it gives a mnemonic, it gives a, a, a hint of each of the different Parashiyot that need to be read. This one it says, Sumu Vesilu, you have to fast. And Silu, what Silu? Sully. Sully in Arabic is uh, pray. I know my father used to say, what time are we going to Salah? Salah is uh, tefillah. And did you get up in Sully yet? So, we say here, a person should fast and pray. That's how you remember. What's fast? A person has Tisha B'Av. And what's pray? Va'ed Hanan. That perasha Va'ed Hanan. So, so we say the gematria of, of, uh, of Va'ed Hanan is 515. So we also have, when we read Va'ed Hanan, it says Va'ed Hanan El Hashem Ba'ed Lemor. We have this word Lemor. And the rabbis ask the question, what is meant by the word Lemor? Why do we need this word Lemor? And Rabbi Azariah says, he was telling all future generations to pray in times of distress. For we see that even though Moshe Rabbeinu had already been informed that he's not going to cross the Yarden, he begins to implore Hashem for his mercy to repeal the decree. 
as we say, fast and, and, uh, and, and, and pray. We also read in this week's Perasha, we read, I mean, sorry, we read the Haftarah that we read yesterday, Nachamu, Nachamu. You should be, you should be comforted. So there's an aspect of tefillah and comfort. Where the two mix with each other. In yesterday's perasha, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Rablach, you have enough, too much for you. Al Tosef, don't continue to speak on this matter. So, it's interesting because we see that Rav Svi Elimelech of Dinov, the Agra de Kala, we also see this in the writings of the Baal HaTurim. And I think the Baal HaTurim says it very interesting. He says, and he has a question, how do you get a tefillah up to heaven? How far is earth to heaven? And how can you get through all of that? So he says, a person should know that the fifth berachah of Hashivenu is composed of 15 words. Why 15 words? Against these 15 words, and he brings the 15 words of a pasuk in Yeshayahu. And he says that a person should know the Gedulah Teshuvah and its great Teshuvah that arrives Ad Kiseah Kavod, until the Kiseah Kavod. Umin Ha'aretz Larakia, and from the earth to the firmament. Mahalach, he says it's a distance of 500 years. He gives a distance of time as the space. And then there are seven heavens, and each heaven has 500 years as a distance. And the space between each of the heavens is 500 years. And then from the top heaven to the Kisei Kavod is 500 years. So he's basically saying there's 15 separations, each of 500 years. So if a person wants to get their tefillah up from earth to Kisei Kavod, he has to go through 15 levels of 500 years. So the Bed Yosef says, he explains in more detail, and he says there are seven heavens, six air spaces between them, one on the bottom, one on the top, and that's how we get 15. Seven plus six, 13, one on the bottom between us and the Rakia is 14, and one above the heaven to Kiseach Havod is 15. The Megalea Mukot then explains, Moshe Rabbeinu, why does he offer 515 prayers? Because the 515 relate to these 15 levels and each one needs the 500 to break through it. Why did Hashem allow Moshe Rabbeinu to continue and then he says, Rab Lach, enough, do not continue to speak in this matter. And what is it where the rabbis are saying that Moshe's prayers are a message to us that whenever we need help, we could turn to Hashem to ask for tefillah. He says that you should understand that these 515 tefillot were accepted by Hashem with Rachamim and Ratzon. He says that these tefillot shattered through or broke through each of the 500 years of the 15 levels. That's why you have 515. It's almost as if in our times we could say Moshe built a communication line and he had to dig through to have this line go through from earth all the way through the 15 levels, each of 500 years. 
So why did Hashem allow Moshe Rabbeinu to pray the 515 and not the 516? Because the 515, in essence, build a channel through all of the, the, the space, all of the distance between Hashem and us to carry us through any tefillot that we bring afterwards. He brings what is meant by the word lemord. Like we said, he's telling all future generations that in times of distress you should pray. Hashem didn't prevent Moshe Rabbeinu from saying the 515 tefillot only when he was going to shatter through the last, the last piece. He said enough. He says, but that is for all future generations. Whenever we need to turn to Hashem, we can turn to Hashem and it goes directly through. We see in, in the, it says, Moshe Rabbeinu says in the parasha, Ki mi goy gadol, who is this great nation? Asher lo elokim kerovim elav, that has a God that's close to them. Ka Hashem elokenu, like God our God, that anyone who calls to him. He goes further and he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu nir Hashem appears far away. Ve'en karov mimenu. Yet there is no one closer than Hashem. And he quotes from the Gemara. And again he goes this whole idea with the 500 journey, 500 journey. But he says at the same time we have, Chana is speaking to herself. She's moving her lips when she's praying. And where is the prayer going? Directly to Hashem. And he goes further and he says something unbelievable. He says, Vechen kol bidiyotav. And he says, he says all, of, uh, all of creation. Shneemad, it says, And he says, Ke'adam, that like a person who comes to the, the ear of his friend, and he listens. And he says, and you have God who's so close to you, even though you think he's far away, he's completely connected, that you can go through exactly because of what Moshe Rabbeinu did. So Moshe Rabbeinu, why is he saying Va'et Hanan? And we're saying Va'et Hanan at the same time we're saying, we're saying that a person should feel comfort. He's saying to B'nai Israel, Va'et Hanan, I prayed. And maybe Hashem, you say, he didn't listen. But I broke through all of that in order for you, when you're in distress, you have a channel that will take you directly to Hashem. So he encourages them. He says to them, look, I prayed 515 tefillot. I shattered all the barriers obstructing your tefillot between earth and the Kiseh Kavod. And I want you to know who is a great nation that has Hashem, who is close to him, to it, as is Hashem our God. And Rab Simlai taught, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits upon his Kiseh Kavod, a distance of 15 times a journey of 500 years, Nevertheless, Hashem is as close as a man whispering in his friend's ear. And therefore, Hashem hears all of our tefillot. He goes further to say that we should understand that how does this connect to Nachamu Nachamu? We say Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was the one, if he had gone into the land, what would have happened? We would have built the Bet HaMikdash and it couldn't have been destroyed. Instead, the destruction went to the Bet HaMikdash and the people are able to continue and go on. But the third Bet HaMikdash is going to be built by whom? Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, how can Moshe Rabbeinu come and be the guy who's going to build? Doesn't it have to be Bet David? And he brings the Mashiach who's going to have within him a piece of the Neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu. 
and a piece of the neshama of David HaMelech. And that way, the Mashiach is going to come and fulfill that Moshe is going to finally come into the land and he's going to be able to rebuild the Bet HaMikdash. We should know that Moshe's efforts did so much for us so that all we have to do is whisper and Hashem hears us. If you whisper and you connect, Karov Adonai Lechol Korea, Lechol Asher Yifle'uhu Be'emet. Hashem is close to everyone who calls Him, everyone who calls Him in truth. Bezrat Hashem, Hashem should hear all our tefillot, and all our tefillot should become Kol Mishatot, Libeno, all the desires of our heart, like my father said, Letova should be granted. Baruch Adonai Do'olam, Amen Amen. As the class ended, a question came up to clarify exactly what Moshe did. I think in our terms, the best way to understand what Moshe did was uh, to think of ourselves making a, uh, a FaceTime call, for example. We can sit in, a, in America and call our grandkids in, in Israel and we can speak to them over FaceTime. So I have a phone, they have a phone. But if I have a phone and they have a phone and nothing else is there and there's no system putting it all together, there's no infrastructure, then there's no way to connect the two calls. What Moshe Rabbeinu does basically is he's digging through all of these <coughs> 15, 15 divisions, so to say, between us and Hashem. And he's running the cable that will connect us with the Kisei Kavod. And basically what he's allowing us to do at that point is to simply make the call. The call itself uh, is is what's there. The call then can connect us directly to the Kisei Kavod because Moshe Rabbeinu built the infrastructure. So we can, in essence, have a FaceTime call with heaven. And we could whisper, heaven can hear us. And that's, I think, the best way to understand. Shavuot Tov, everybody.